South Alabama is on fire. The Raging Cajuns are ice cold. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I am your affable host, Dave Schultz, and the South Alabama Jaguars continue to roll. Uh, they get another easy win, this one over ULM, while the Louisiana Raging Cajuns continue to struggle uh, as uh, they are technically now actually in fourth place uh, in the Sunbelt, uh, and they are hanging on by a thread to get that double buy. Today's episode of a Locked On Sunbelt is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals in 2023. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. All right, the South Alabama Jaguars have now won seven of eight ball games. their last two by 30 or more. And it was a couple of weeks ago where we said, you know, are the South Alabama Jaguars dangerous come Sunbelt tournament time because they just had not played up to expectations. They really had not. Uh, numerous guys had not. I don't think Kevin Samuel, although he's a walking double-double, had played up to expectations. Greg Parham had a, a spurt in, you know, early December and hadn't matched it since. Uh, and Jamar Franklin seemed to get off to a good start, the freshman, and then maybe hit a wall. Just could not do anything. And Owen White wasn't even shooting. Forget about scoring. He wasn't even shooting. Now, all of a sudden, all of that is coming together. They take down in a big way on a Sunday, or on Saturday, rather, <coughs> Monroe, 81-45, and I'm not sure the game was that close. The thing about this ball game was Isaiah Moore, the leading scorer for the Jaguars out with two fouls in the first half. And yet, South Alabama takes a 42-20 to 20 lead uh, at half. They could not miss from three. <coughs> Excuse me. So, we've been talking in that, what did I say? Seven out of eight. In six of their seven games, eh, they had the lead for almost the whole time. Like 97 seconds was the time they did not have the lead. And most of that is the last minute against Troy. I think I was told all of it was against Troy in that ball game. So they've led the whole way. This game against ULM, they did not. They were behind eight to four, caught in a little Mardi Gras traffic. And so <coughs> I got a bug it. <coughs> something in my throat. Uh, caught in a little Mardi Gras traffic, so I was just a little bit late, but still eight to four and then 10 to four. And then the game was over. And then they could not miss. They made 14 straight field goals. I have no idea if that's an NCAA record, but it certainly sounds like one to me. And seven of them were threes. If you think they were all layups, they were not. They could not miss, and their best player was on the bench, or at least leading score, most likely best player. They could not miss. They go on a 38-7 to run, and the ballgame is over. Adam Sizemore, the former walk-on, now on scholarship, he actually came in at the six-minute mark. <laughs> uh and he get, gets taken out at the 30-second mark, so he gets a nice standing O if he decides not to come back. The Jaguars are on fire. They can beat anybody in the Sun Belt. You beat 
It's one thing beating Monroe by 30, although Monroe's much better than that, although now they've lost five in a row. And they beat Southern Miss by 30, right? Back-to-back 30-point ballgames. They're not even playing 40-minute ballgames. Against Southern Miss, and I didn't realize this at the time, Austin Crowley uh, had a bad hamstring. That's why he was taken out. But that was like at the 12-minute mark. (coughs) South Alabama was, you know, playing four quarters. Spread it out. We're just not going to score. And they don't do that anyways. They're a little bit more deliberate than they have been in the past. But they really are taking the air out of the ball across the midcourt. And they're doing that against ULM. And these games are blowouts. They're not even close. And we'll see what happens, okay? Be very interesting to see what happens because Texas State likes to dictate tempo. But South Alabama now plays at the same tempo. South Alabama doesn't get up and down the court. They... You know, a lot of times, like a Roy Williams team, and before that, it was, Carol, it was uh, you know, Dean Smith's teams, and uh, it was Kansas before that as well, right, uh, would score off of made baskets. And that what is that's what South Alabama used to be, right? They would get the ball and go and want to score in transition. Now they're very methodical. Will they take fast break points? You bet. But that's not what they're really looking to do. They're looking to manage the clock, uh, make – I mean, I would say layups, but they're not a layup team. I, you know, they get the uh, the floaters from Isaiah Moore in the lane. And if they can get Kevin Samuel down low and get the ball deep, they'll take that or else they take open three-pointers. I'm a little bit surprised, and we'll see come tournament time, if they're not doubling up Isaiah Moore in in the, po- in the post. Uh, in, well, he's in the lane, post lane, uh, whatever you want to say it. I, I would get ri- I would make Isaiah Moore get rid of the ball. I can't imagine that is all that secretive. It, it does. It seems to be an obvious thing. I'm going to make someone else beat me because whatever the case is, you know, nine times out of 10, the guy guarding him is bigger and the guy helping is bigger, much bigger. And he's six foot maybe. And yet he makes 53% of his shots because he's shooting from three feet away. It's, it's crazy how he, how he does that. And he's really good at it. And, We'll see what comes, what happens tournament time. But the Jaguars are hot. They are going to be tough to beat. They get Texas State, and then they get Louisiana. And it'll be interesting to see what happens here because Louisiana finishes fourth, regardless of how this plays out in the next week. If they finish fourth, I believe that's who South Alabama gets. They'll, if they finish seventh, all right? Right now, South Alabama is seventh in the Sun Belt. They would get the number four four seed they have a shot technically at knocking louisiana out of that four seed if louisiana loses arkansas state which you're not going to all right so they're not going to lose arkansas state i don't care what happens unless they just don't start anybody and everybody's suspended and whatever the case may be they're not losing arkansas state so they're going to get the number four seed and uh due to that we'll see if they if they rest i I would presume they won't because they haven't been playing very well and you don't want to go into the tournament they've lost three out of four you don't want to go into the tournament losing four out of six so uh louisiana is going to play hard against uh, south alabama but south alabama could be playing the cajuns two out of three ball games if they get past that first round game which oddly enough could be texas state let's see i think someone fell did georgia southern fall let's see who is let's see what we got going here texas state right now is is 10th i'm sorry texas state is 11th monroe is a 10th uh, and that's a big spot uh, because 
of uh, the seedings and the double buys and the single buys. So, you know what, we'll wait until the final segment uh, to do that, uh, to go over that uh, here on Locked on Sunbelt. So stay tuned for that. But when we come back, let's talk a little Raging Cajuns and what has gone on with what clearly looked to be the best team in the league, taking down Southern Miss, taking down Marshall, and now all of a sudden have lost three out of their last four and they haven't been all that close. They've kind of run out of gas. And free throws is a big a part of it. All right. But for now, uh, we'll do the Cajuns next. Let me tell you a little bit about LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect them for fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job applications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, so South Alabama uh, is hot. They've won seven out of eight. Now let's talk a little Raging Cajuns, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. The Cajuns are just the opposite. This was a team that had won 10 in a row. They had, uh, you know, including beating Southern Miss by 14 points. They took care of Marshall by 10 points, and the game wasn't that close. Uh, that was the last good win that they've had because they lost to Southern Miss in a game they led by 10 late in the first half, only to lose by 11. Uh, they went to Troy and had an awful second half, losing by 15 in a game they may have been leading at halftime. Is that right? 35-30 at half. They got blown out 50-30 to in the second half. They do take care of Monroe, or else they'd be on a four-game losing streak. But then they go to James Madison, and that's a tough place. They lose 74-68. Uh, uh, Jordan Brown had a foul trouble, and James Madison takes it to the Cajuns. Uh, in the second half again, the game was tied in the first half, 29 all. Second half, James Madison wins by the six points that they eventually went by, 45-39. Uh, and all of a sudden, the Cajuns are going in the wrong uh, direction. And there is pressure there because the Cajuns believe that they should be going to the tournament more often. And I think Bob Marlin does a great job. He's the all-time Cajuns uh, winner in terms of coaches. Uh, but we're in a one-bid league, and we've been talking about that this whole time. When you have a one-bid league and you're a whole – Season comes down to one weekend, you better perform. And so that may be the Cajun saving grace. So it doesn't matter so much as long as they get the double buying. We think they are. It doesn't matter that much that uh, they may not be, well, they won't be the number one seed. All right. So it may not matter uh, all that much as long as they win the tournament. The thing is, though, they're just not playing very well. Not at all. Whereas we mentioned South Alabama, you know, they start shooting the three a little bit better, and they only shot 50% from three on Saturday 
against ULM, like 13 for 26. Uh, whereas the Cajuns are going in the opposite direction and just they feel like they're running out of gas, right? Greg Williams, um, you know, he had those five games. He's the second fiddle. He's behind Jordan Brown. He's the one, you know, he is the Robin to the Batman, and he has struggled. He just had 12 points uh, against James Madison. Uh, Jordan Brown had 17 uh, to lead the way. But Williams was on fire during that uh, winning streak, and it just hasn't happened uh, since. You know, he's gone ice cold, or else the teams have, you know, the other teams have said, all right, Jordan Brown can get his, but we're going to stop Greg Williams from getting his. He had scored five straight games, 20 points at least in five straight games, 22, 21, 21, 23, and 20. All right, so that's over 100 points in five games in the last Four games, he scored 40. Four, 15, nine, and 12 against JMU. So uh, they are struggling in a big way. It is headed in the wrong direction for uh, the Raging Cajuns. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to turn it around. You know, uh, folks had a bad ball game. He had, Themos, folks, he had a really good game against ULM. And he was one of five. He does. He, he is like Isaiah Moore. Doesn't shoot any threes. Um, only had two points. And again, in a six-point game, the ja- the Cajuns, I should say, uh, did not shoot free throws well. They actually shot threes pretty well. Eight out of nineteen usually is a winner. Uh, but they only were twelve of twenty from the free throw line. Sixty percent. They are not good from the free throw line. Uh, Jordan Brown was three of six, and then other guys just missed missed the one that that, that they took. But, again, I'm not saying that they got hit all of them. And even if you hit half of them, right, you still lose, but now it's a one-possession game, right? If you go 16 for 20, add four more points, now it's a possession game. That matters in in a big way. And we'll see, you know, come tournament time, if this free throw percentage is killing them, they shoot 68.4% from the free throw line. Let's see what that is in the Sunbelt Conference. 68%. The one thing that may hurt the... uh, That may hurt the Jaguars is Kevin Samuel doesn't shoot free throws well at all. I mean, he is... He's bad. There's no... (laughs) There is no uh, other way of putting it, right? He's hit one free throw since January 19th. And so he's, I mean, he's one of the worst in the country, but he doesn't shoot a lot of free throws, which is very odd. You would think that, you know, if he gets it down low, we're going to hack him. We're just going to follow him. We're not going to allow him to make a baby hook shot. Uh, Let's see here. Team stats. Uh, We got the wins. We got the losses. Let me see where we're shooting here. Free throws. Team shooting percentage. All right. Coastal Carolina leads the league 77%. Marshall is actually last at 67. We'll see if that uh, matters. It's actually 68 if you round up. And the Cajuns overall at 68. So App State and Marshall are the same, 67.6. And the Cajuns are 68.4. South Alabama, middle of the road, uh, 69.3. Almost 70%. The thing is, oddly enough, Isaiah Moore is not that great at shooting free throws. Let me see what his... Uh, percentages because he's just not he doesn't well actually shooting 71 percent he's shooting better than the team uh but uh kevin samuel does not shoot it very well 
and you know he's he's the, the main culprit there. Now they just not uh, shoot it. I mean, very well at all. Thirteen to fifty-six. He's shooting twenty-three percent. All right, but you would think Isaiah Moore would be a little bit better, but you know, seventy percent isn't bad. That's not bad. Not great, but it's not. It's not bad. And, and again, as I said, better than the team. Nonetheless, back to uh, the Cajuns. They do have to turn it around. They have to turn it around, and they get Arkansas State to start that. But that could end up being, you know, like playing ULM, um, and then they'll get South Alabama, and it'll be interesting to see on how South Alabama attempts to use that ball game because again it could be two games in three days for south alabama and uh the cajuns will be very interesting because the seedings could be set by the time the jaguars and the cajuns play on uh on friday they do play this friday the it's set up wednesday friday this week because the tournament starts on tuesday and you got to give the teams a little bit of time uh, to get ready and to travel uh to pensacola all right uh, let's take a timeout. We will check out the standings and we'll go over potential seedings. You're going to have to bear with me to see how that's all going to play out because uh, I will uh, I will screw it up. All right. Meanwhile, uh, the uh, the uh, the Schultz uh, weight loss project body transformation is continuing uh, to uh, go very well, actually, as uh, I continue to to lose weight, and a big part of that is with uh, Built Bar. We did the Joe Kane 5K. That's the man who apparently invented Mardi Gras down here in Mobile. And shockingly, I broke the 30-minute mark. I never thought that would be the case. Uh, Woke up Saturday morning, not Sunday, but Saturday morning, uh, around 207 pounds at almost eight pounds down. So we're in good shape. And again, Bilt Bar is a big part of that, uh, as I have been consuming uh, those. We got the churro one. That's a little, that's good too. Uh, I got ended up with that one. So that's good too. Are you looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try built. We just got through the holidays and I know my goal is to eat a little bit healthier this year. And if you're like me and you want to eat healthier, but don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got the thing for you. You got to try built with built. Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously. They're so delicious. You won't think they're good for you. Perfect for a new year's resolution. What makes built bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in hundred percent real chocolate. That's right. Real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Bilt Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and get a 13-bar box with our hip flavors, brownie batter, and churro, which is what Sam's Club has now for me. Uh, By the way, you can thank me later. Uh, These are really good, uh, and uh, they've been a big help to me because I do have a sweet tooth. That is my issue. I do have a sweet tooth. I will go get a candy bar. Uh, and though the calories are not a tremendous amount in the candy bar, they're much more than, it's got to be at least 50% more than what's in the built Bars. And I'm certainly not getting the protein when I'm eating a candy bar. So uh, uh, the, the built Bars helped, and we're continuing to do it. Well, hopefully, I don't know if we'll be able to get three more weeks left on this body transformation. Uh, we'll see if we can get down to 200 pounds. 
that'll be 15 <laughs> that'll be 15 pounds in two months that'll be uh pretty good uh all right uh let's uh, basically wrap it up let's check out the standings and uh, excuse me dave schultz on a locked on uh, sunbelt uh let's wrap up this uh this episode by going over the standings and the seedings and i'm gonna go by i'm gonna go by what i think the standings are because i don't think this is what the standings should be let me see if uh, they got it right here on the Sun Belt. They're still doing it by overall. Yeah, they're doing it by overall uh, wins, which is not the right way, okay? So Southern Miss is... Southern Miss is up top, all right? Marshall is second. Uh, they got the Cajuns and James Madison tied for third. James Madison is ahead of Louisiana because they just beat them. They're both 11-5. and five. They've only going to play once, so James Madison should be third. The Cajuns should be fourth. Old Dominion, by the way, and if Louisiana somehow manages to lose twice and Old Dominion wins twice, Old Dominion would get the fourth spot because Old Dominion has the tiebreaker because they've beaten the Cajuns as well. That happened beginning of the season. Oh, yeah, that happened at the beginning of the season. Let me make sure I got that right. Yeah, they beat, yeah, Old Dominion beat the Cajuns 70 to 66 for one of the first games of the Sun Belt regular season. All right, then you have Troy, who's nine and seven. South Alabama, eight and eight. App State, eight and eight. Georgia Southern, seven and nine, along with Monroe. And then the bottom four, Texas State, Coastal Carolina, Arkansas State, and Georgia State. We told you the big thing about Texas State and Monroe. If did, Now we got to see if did Texas State, let me see if Texas State, what they, did they uh, sweep Monroe, Texas State? Let's see here, Monroe. Beat Texas State once and beat them twice. Okay, so Monroe has the tiebreaker with a Texas State. That means Monroe's got to lose two more times and Texas State has to win two more times. Otherwise, Monroe will get a bye, all right? Now, Carolina's going to have to play opening day. Arkansas State's going to have to play opening day. And Georgia State's going to have to play uh, opening day uh, as well, all right? So what you do is you will have the Cajuns, will play they're the fourth seed so they and oh no i'm sorry take that back check that erase it you will have old dominion as a five seed and they will play i believe the winner of the 11 14 game let me make sure if that's correct let me make sure i got that correct all right all right so the 12 13 play seed 11 14 all right then the eight nine seed play the five seed so that is the one that's not getting the double buy so they actually play i'm sorry so they actually play uh, the winner of the 12 13 seed all right so right now we'll say what i say old dominion would get the Old Dominion would get the winner of Coastal Arkansas State, for example. That's 12-13. Then the sixth seed gets the winner of the 11-12 ball game. That's Texas State and Arkansas State or Georgia State. I think Arkansas State wins that tiebreaker. So I think Georgia State's uh, on on the bottom. So, So that's how that would go. And again, let me make sure. Let me see if I got this right here. The Cajuns and the Jaguars could play twice in three games. All right. 
let's just see how that works out. All right. So, so the 710 seed, that is the 730 ball game. That would be the Jaguars versus Texas State. That would be two times in three ball games, as it turns out. Uh, if that if those seeds remain the same. All right. So we'll just say for the sake of argument, the Jaguars win that ball game. Uh, they are uh, that was game six. And game six gets the number two seed. So no, they wouldn't play the Jaguars. They would not. So the they won't play the uh Jaguars will not play uh the occasions uh, based on that. They would get Marshall, all right, who they have not faced. All right. So oddly enough, I thought they were gonna play not only the Cajuns twice in three days, that would be the third time this year, but they would get Marshall if Marshall remains the number two seed. All right, quickly, I just realized we didn't go over the rest of the seedings or the rest of the uh, action from Sunday. Let me quickly do that because Marshall had a big win. So did Southern Miss. Southern Miss bounces back nicely, right? They could have gone uh, in the tank, but they beat uh, Georgia Southern 73-62. Uh, see what uh, Austin Crowley... Had a hamstring injury against the Jaguars, but he played 35 minutes. Not all that well, shooting-wise. Three for 11, had nine points. But let's see here. Um, Felipe Hasse had 13. Uh, Alvarez, he had 19 points. Uh, and Pinckney had uh, 12 points. Uh, to uh, ha- uh, Alvarez led, oddly enough, led uh, Southern Miss as they bounced back from the tough loss to the Jaguars, 73-62. Uh, all right. Texas State goes into Conway and beats Coastal Carolina uh, 78-75. That's a big win. As we mentioned, ULM gets a tiebreaker over Texas State. If Texas State had lost that ball game, there's a chance that they'd be stuck there. They got a shot at overtaking a ULM. Uh, Long shot as it is, but they do have a shot. Arkansas State gets their third win. In the conference, 74-70 over Georgia State. And uh, Marshall, oh, let's, um, our Old Dominion had a nice win over App State, 74-63. So they are right now fifth in the Sun Belt. Marshall had a big win, 88-78 over Troy. Troy was trying to get in that top four, and I think that loss basically eliminates that uh, situation. Uh, Andrew Taylor continues to, be scoring uh, very well. It's going to be interesting who the player of the year is going to be. Taylor had 27 points. Kinsey had 22. Uh, and because I, I, who's who's going to win the player of the year? You may not even get you know team MVP out of those two from Marshall because it could be either one in terms of scoring ability. That's for sure. So we'll it'll be interesting to see who is going to be uh, the the player of the year in uh, the Sun Belt because it is really up for grabs from Crowley to Taylor to Kinsey. Isaiah Moore was going to be Jordan Brown, but all of a sudden the the, uh, the Jaguars are, you know, I'm sorry, the Cajuns are a little bit in the tank. So that's an issue. So maybe that'll be a good episode for later in the week. And we could get some, uh, get some help uh, from others who think they should get, uh, what their feelings are for player of the year. Ooh, we've gone a little bit over. All right, so good episode. Uh, Want to thank you very much for listening. Please subscribe. We are growing the channel. There is rumors, and uh, I like to uh, start and perpetuate the rumors. We may have a local college football coach join us, local by meaning here in Mobile. 
Uh, I think there is only one college that plays football here in Mobile. So hopefully uh, he will join us here uh, this week. Uh, and so we can talk um, some college football uh, here as actually the college basketball season is winding down. Spring football is just not that far away. We only got a few weeks before I think spring football is opening up. Uh, all right. Uh, again, I am your host, Dave Schultz. Thanks very much for tuning in to Locked On a Sunbelt. If you are in the Mobile or New Orleans area or anywhere for that fact of the matter, uh, fact of the matter, enjoy Fat Tuesday. Uh, we will have an episode for you on Tuesday and Wednesday and for the rest of the week. Uh, you've been watching and listening to Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day.